passage. We're going to talk today about unexpected storms. The many times when storms or things come up in our life in a spiritual sense, it comes out of nowhere. It comes unexpectedly. And it's the, the punch that you don't see coming that knocks you out. Many times, I think maybe in our life that there's just things that, that well, we, we would describe it in saying it came out of nowhere. Well, in Mark chapter 6, Christ's disciples, they're commanded by, by Christ to get into a ship and to go into a storm. They didn't know there was going to be a storm. Jesus knew. And he sent them into the storm. And many times I think that we um, have the, the, the thought process of, well, if I'm, if I'm following Christ, I'm never going to face difficult times. Or if, if something comes in our life, our immediate thought is, well, what did I do wrong? Why, God, what are you doing to, to correct me from, from, from what I'm doing? And sometimes, though, that's not the case. Sometimes it's God sending you into the storm because he has a purpose in that storm. So Mark chapter 6, this is after just a, a spiritually high moment. They just did the feeding of the 5,000, the miraculous uh, work where, where Jesus takes the young boy's lunch of, of five loaves and two fishes. He multiplies it and, and feeds over 5,000 people on the hillside. And, and, and so the disciples just witnessed this. Now Jesus tells them in Mark uh, chapter 5, verse 45. So in straightway, he constrained or commanded his disciples to get into the ship, to go to the other side before into Bethsaida while he sent the people away. So this is Jesus telling them, get in the ship and go. Again, that's important. They're following, important to know this. Take note, Jesus is telling them to get into the ship to go to the other side. When he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. On the east side of the Sea of Galilee, it was very, very mountainous. So Jesus at times would go there to pray. And so he's in the mountain praying. He, said, he tells them, you go to the other side. They go. Jesus is, goes up to the mountain. And then this storm hits. And, and on the Sea of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee is about 700 feet below sea level. And you got a, a mountainous region right next to it. So you can imagine it's just the perfect scenario for these storms to come when the cool air meeting this warmer air. And on the Sea of Galilee, it was known for these storms that would pop up. So the disciples, and, and by the way, it was no surprise to them. Several of these disciples were, 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 were professional fishermen. That's what they did for a living. They had faced some storms in the past. In fact, they all faced one before with Jesus in the boat. Remember when Jesus was sleeping in the boat and the storm comes and they, they panic and, 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 and frantically wake him up and Jesus says, peace be still, and he calms the storm. Well, this time Jesus isn't with them physically. He sends them. It says, so when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night. So this is somewhere between like 3 and 6 a.m. And they're frantically rowing, trying to get out of this storm. Trying to get out of this storm. And Jesus, he sees them. 
He sees them, uh, and, and, and again, this is another reference to his deity, because how can he see these specific details of what's going on? It's dark, there's a storm, he's not physically in the boat with them, but Jesus is God. And really, that's the, that's, that's the point of his miracles, to prove his deity, to prove that Jesus was who he claimed to be. He proved it through, through, through his claims, he proved it through his miracles, he proved it, of course, through his death, his resurrection, but Jesus sees them, and so now he comes out to meet them. By the way, this is the same storm, this right here, and Mark doesn't record this. But we see in Matthew, this is the same storm, remember when Peter says, well, if it's really you, because they think, they think this is a ghost. They don't recognize that this is Jesus walking on the water out to them. Where Peter says, if it's you, you know, tell me to come out. And so Peter walks on the water for for a moment until he took his eyes off Jesus and saw the wind and he fell in and, and there's great, great application and, and that from that story, no doubt, but, but that's not the point of, of the story. That's why only one gospel writer records that. So Jesus walks out to them. He walks out to them and so they're fearful. They think this is a ghost. It says in verse 50, they were troubled. When they saw him, they were troubled. They supposed that it had been a spirit or a ghost. They cried out. But it says, and he immediately, verse 50, and immediately he talked with them and said unto them, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased. They were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves which just happened. So they consider not the miracle of the lows for their heart was hardened. You know, a lot of times in our life as we have these unexpected storms that come out of nowhere, many times, as I already mentioned, we, we, we think that it's, well, well, God's punishing me. It's something that I've done wrong. Now, sometimes that can be the, the cause of storms in our life. Like we, we, we don't follow God's word. We ignore God's commands. We're not following what he said. And we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us. And we ignore God's words. And we always will always make a mess out of things when we do that. And that could happen. Remember like the Old Testament prophet Jonah? Where God tells him to go and to, to preach in Nineveh. What does he do? He goes the opposite way. And so a storm comes up. And it's God in, in his sovereignty and love bringing Jonah back to that place of repentance to do what God's told him to do. So sometimes in life, we do, we do face those things, right? There's storms in our life because of our own foolishness, our own sin, our own mistakes. But that's not the case here. You know what? Not all storms are a result of our disobedience to Christ. Jesus' followers here are are obeying what he told them to do. He's the one that told them to get into the ship. He's the one that sent them into the storm. And you know what the reality is this, that like for us, maybe the storm that you're facing right now in your life is a storm from without. Loss of job. Maybe a place you worked and, and worked hard. You were, you were a, a good uh, employee and when it no longer benefited them, they cut, cut you off. Maybe you had a coworker that 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 was lazy and and they but yet they were the ones that got promoted and you got X'd out. Maybe that's a, a storm, an outward storm. Maybe there's relational conflict with people around you, 
and, 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 and maybe at work or maybe in your own family or maybe there's, there's coworkers or, or even people that used to be your friends and there's, this, there's turmoil and conflict. Um, maybe, uh, don't elbow the person next to you, all right? <laughs> um, but but may, maybe that's some of, the, some of the storms that you're facing or the conflict. It's the storms without. Maybe it's a storm from within. It's just inward turmoil. And, and, and maybe nobody even really knows about that inward turmoil except you and God. Or maybe the, just the people closest to you. Maybe you're struggling with some anxiety, some fear, some doubt. And it's just, it's something that you wrestle with. And, and what's so important for us to realize, like, as we're following Christ, as we're believers, like, we're being sanctified. I talked a little bit about that two weeks ago. Like, we're, we're yes, we're seeing growth and we see great things. We see progress, hopefully. We see, we see hopefully, our love for Christ um, growing and we see our faith increasing. But, like, we're not at the, the point of completion. God's working in us. That's sanctification. We're being sanctified. We're becoming, in other words, we're becoming more holy and more like Christ, not because of our doing, but because of the work of the Holy Spirit in us. But that's still a process. And so that being said, like, we, ha we still have struggles. We live in a fallen world. And, and, and maybe you find yourself, even as a follower of Christ, maybe you've even been a Christian for a while, but you still find yourself with those inward struggles. Maybe it's anxiety or depression or, again, I'm not saying that God doesn't give us victory over those things because he does through his word, through the spirit of God. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle through those things. And many times, you know what we do, at least for me, like I'll compare my, like I'll compare my struggle to someone else's. And sometimes like, you know, you can be encouraged in thinking maybe that, that you're doing better than someone else. But a lot of times, you know what that does? It can really discourage us when we compare. And the thing is like each of us have different struggles, whether it's, it's temptation from without with, with different sins or different struggles in that sense. Maybe it's just different inward struggles. It's not necessarily a, a sin. It's just something that, that you struggle with inwardly. You know, I, I think about this, like my, my, um, my sister-in-law is this huge dog lover. She's got like six dogs. She fosters dogs. Didn't know that was a thing. She fosters dogs. So she's got six dogs with those six dogs and then my five kids getting together. It's pretty chaotic. And you, you know what though? My, my girls all love, all love dogs. My older two, we used to have a dog when, when they were younger. So they're kind of used to dogs. My younger two love the dogs, but my middle daughter, Gabby, is just petrified of dogs. She's scared to death of dogs. And because she's had some bad experiences with dogs, and, and the, not that the dogs were vicious or mean, it's just they were being playful, but it terrified her. And so because of her experience, like that's something that she struggles with. Whereas like my one and a half year old and my four year old, I mean, they're just having a blast with these dogs and grabbing the dogs and hugging the dogs. And, 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 and so it's like, well, why a six year old, why is she scared? But you know, a four year old and a one and a half year old, well, because based on past things and past struggles and past experiences, she struggles differently. And maybe that's you today. And honestly, there's a, maybe a sense of guilt in your life because it's like, maybe it's something that's like, man, I've been a believer for a little while. I shouldn't still be struggling with that. And again, let me be clear that like, 
like God can give you victory and give us victory over those struggles, not just one day when we get to heaven. He can give us victory here and now through the word of God, through the spirit of God. But it's okay that there's a struggle. Maybe you find yourself today, the, the storms aren't necessarily the, the outward things that are bombarding you. Maybe that is what it is for you. But maybe it's more of an inward struggle, an inward storm. But it's important to know this, not all storms are a result of our disobedience. They were following Christ's word. He's the one that told them to get into the ship. He's the one that told them that they're going to go to the other side. So not all storms come as a result of disobedience. But what's important is when we're in that storm, that we trust Jesus' word over how we feel. And we all say outwardly, of course, amen. But, but man, when you're in the middle of that storm, it is hard when you feel overwhelmed. But Jesus is the one that said, get in the ship. You're going to go to the other side. And we look, when we're in the middle of that storm, we have to trust God's word over our feelings. Now, Jesus cares about our feelings. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. So this isn't just a, uh, I don't say this to just sound um, uncompassionate or, or just harsh, like just, you know, get over your feelings. You know, sometimes like, man, that, that, that's a hard thing to do. But it's important that we trust what does God's word say? What is, what is truth? And I have to put, I have to anchor my hope and confidence in truth, not in how I feel. Not in how I feel, because our feelings can be deceptive. Our feelings can trick us. Our feelings can cause us to, to doubt and be discouraged. But yet we have to trust what does God's word say over that. Romans uh, 15, 4 talks about how the, the things that were written before in scripture, they were written for our learning so that we can have patience or endurance and have hope. We can have hope. What is that hope anchored in? The things that were written before, the scripture, the truth. Anchor your hope, anchor your life in the truth of what God has said, not in how you feel. Trust him over your feelings. Trust Jesus over your feelings. And then don't rely on your own wisdom. Don't rely on your own wisdom. Whether it's this storm here, whether it's, it's the previous storm, whether it's the time when the disciples were fishing, catching nothing, and Jesus comes to them and says, put your net on the other side. Like they had to rely on Jesus, on Jesus word. They had to rely on his wisdom, not their own. Now that could have come across as a real insult to them because some of these disciples were professional fishermen before they were followers of Jesus. I mean, if anyone knew the sea of Galilee, it was them. If anyone knew how to handle a storm, it was them. But this storm, this storm, they couldn't handle. This storm was one that was beyond them. And what's important to know that sometimes in life, like we think that, man, we got this. And then we realize like, oh, we don't got it. And it can cause that panic. And it might just be that God's sending us into that storm. So we'll rely on him, not ourselves. Pastor Larry was telling me this in between services, but Psalm 127, it talks about how that the, 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 those that were going out to the sea in ships. And yet God brought this storm. God caused this storm. And then God delivered them from that storm. Well, that's what we see here as well. Jesus sends them into the storm. 
And then he's the one that's going to calm the storm. But you know what? When we're panicked and we're anxious, our, our tendency is to rely upon our human wisdom to get through it. Well, I'm going to go with what I've done before and what's worked before. But maybe today, honestly, there's no peace in your heart because what you've done before to get through these struggles, again, whether it's outwardly or inwardly, it's not getting you through now. And it could very well be the reason God has brought the storm in our life is so that we will rely upon him. Look at the wisdom book. One of the most familiar passages in Proverbs is trust in the Lord with what? With all our heart. And it says, don't lean on our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. I think about the book of, of James, which is, is, is also just full of wisdom in the New Testament, where, where in the context of going through difficulties and trials, it says, if we lack wisdom, ask of God. And sometimes those storms are just have a, they have a way or should have a way of humbling us. Do we recognize, I don't know what to do. I can't get through this on my own. And a lot of times in, in those storms, in those difficult times, here's what I've seen. And, and again, I'm not talking down to anybody because I'm guilty of this too. But we make the worst decisions when we're the most, most fearful, the most panicked. We, and we make big decisions in those times. And the problem is this, when we're relying upon our own wisdom and we make those decisions out of panic, always going to lead to bad consequences. When God may have brought that storm, the whole reason may be to get us to rely upon him, to trust in him, not ourselves. When I used to coach basketball a lot of years ago, um, we, our, our, our teams would always, we'd always try to play at a super like frantic pace. And, you know, we would constantly, like the whole game was just a, a, a super fast pace. And we would put full court pressure, tried to do it the entire game. And you know what we found? We found that especially teams that weren't used to that, that they made really poor decisions when that pressure was applied. They would make bad decisions. They would take shots that they weren't supposed to take. They would, they would, they would, they would turn the ball over and throw it out of bounds or, 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 or get violations called against them. Why? Because when that pressure was on, they made bad decisions. You know what in our life? Sometimes in those pressure moments, we can make bad decisions because we're panicking instead of trusting. And we're relying upon our own wisdom. Well, these guys were out in the storm. They were rowing. It says they were rowing. They were toiling or they were working. They were frantically trying to get out of this storm. And Jesus comes and he calms it. And there has to come a point in our life in the middle of that storm when we're willing to surrender. and acknowledge. Again, that doesn't mean that we sit back and do nothing. It just means this, that we're not relying upon our wisdom and our strength. We're relying upon his. Understand the storm, all storms aren't a result of our disobedience. Some come as we're following Christ. We need to trust God's word, trust Jesus over our feelings. Don't rely on our own wisdom. Understand this, Jesus sees and he cares about you. 
Jesus sees and he cares about you in the storm. And so here's the thing. In a moment, we're going to look at the whole point of Jesus' miracles. It was to prove he was God, to prove his deity, that he is Lord over all. And we say, amen. Yes, we take comfort in that. But here's what's also important to understand. The God who created the entire universe, the God that the, the winds and the waves obey his command. He cares about you. He cares about me. It's personal that God truly does care about you and about me. And that we can, like Peter says, we can cast those, those cares and anxiety upon him because we know that he cares for us. It becomes personal. And know that because sometimes, again, and that's where it goes back to we have to trust over our feeling. We have to trust truth in, in God's word. Because there's times when we're going through difficulty where it seems like, God, it doesn't seem like you do care. Because if you cared, you would stop the storm. But peace, true peace, does not come when Jesus ends your storm. True peace comes when Jesus enters your storm. And that's why we can have peace in the middle of chaos if we surrender to what God is doing in us. And the thing is, we don't always know what God's doing in us. Here we see the disciples, it looks like, it looks like they failed the test because it says they, did, they didn't consider. They didn't consider the miracle of the loaves that they just saw. Their heart was hardened towards that. They were callous about what they had just seen. And here's the thing, sometimes we do the same thing, don't we? Like we, we have these spiritual highs of seeing God do great things and we have, a, we have this confidence and trust and maybe, maybe for you it was right after you became a believer and a follower of Christ. I was talking with someone just yesterday and they were sharing about how that, you know, they came to faith in Christ and like, man, things were so exciting and they really just saw, they, they saw God moving in their life and in all these situations and, and, and they were passionate about giving the gospel and sharing it with others and, and when they would hear sermons, it just like God spoke directly directly to them when they would open up the word of God that, that, that they would read and God would just speak to them so clearly when they would hear uh, songs on, on the radio just about God and his goodness and his sovereignty and bring tears to their eyes and they said this and then I just became hard-hearted I just became callous and you know what God brought a storm in their life whether it, was, whether it was God bringing that storm, whether it was Satan working, but God allowed it because he's Lord over all. But he used that, what seemed, what, what maybe Satan even thought would break them. They said this, through that storm, through that storm, God has used it to bring me back to a place of trust and a place of confidence in him. Now they didn't lose their salvation or their, their righteous standing before God. Right? Like these disciples, it says their heart was hardened. Their heart was hardened, and yet they were following Jesus. And again, at this point, they hadn't seen his, his death, burial, and resurrection. And so, like, we get it. It's a little bit different. Like, we can look back and we see who Jesus was. And they, they hadn't seen that yet, but yet they were following him. Yet it's still possible as a follower of Christ to have a heart that can become hardened towards spiritual things. And our eyes not truly be open to the miraculous works that God is doing. But it's important to understand Jesus cares. Jesus sees and he cares. He cares very much about you. And the thing is, he has a purpose in the storm. He's sanctifying us 
He's making us more like him. And sometimes that doesn't always happen on clear, sunny days. Sometimes it's through the storms. Sometimes it's through the storm. I was talking to Pastor Caleb in between services, and I love the, the truth that he pointed out that, look, sometimes our storms aren't even about our personal, like, sanctification and growth. Sometimes it could be for someone else's growth because they see some of the things you're going through. They, and God is using that for them. And the thing is, like, we don't know exactly at the time of why God's doing all these things. Again, we trust that he's got a purpose in it. There's, there's no such thing as, as, as meaningless suffering for a, a believer. It all is meaningful. And maybe the storm that you're facing, yes, God's doing something great in your heart. But it could be God's using it for someone else. And that's where... That's where it comes, that's where unselfish Christianity and a humility of recognizing that we are, are surrendered to God, to his will, to his plan, and he has a purpose in it. And you know what? It's great when we see it. It's great when we see it at the moment, but a lot of times it's not till after we go through it that we truly see all that God was doing in us or what God was doing in someone else. But Jesus cares. And he sees. It's, it's, it's personal. And again, maybe you're struggling now and you, 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 you maybe even acknowledge of who Jesus is and, and how God is all powerful and sovereign over all and he has a purpose in it, but yet it becomes very specific. Like he cares about you. Jesus saw their, 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 their rowing and their toil from, from a ways off. He saw and he cared. And he entered the storm with them. That true peace came when Jesus entered it. It says, immediately he talked with them and said unto them, be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship. And the wind ceased. Immediately Jesus showed this. Jesus showed that he was Lord over the storm. That he was Lord over the storm because Jesus is Lord over all. Jesus is, Jesus has all power and he proved it through his miracles, showing his deity, showing, showing that he was God, that he's all powerful. And you know what you're going through in life, Jesus is, is Lord over it. He's, he's got power over it. And Jesus Christ came to not, not just to give us good examples of how he helps us through life, though he does. Jesus Christ came to save us from our sin. Jesus Christ came so that we can have eternal life through him. In fact, the gospel writers even talk about that these things were written, these true historical accounts of what happened. They were written so that we might believe on the name of the Son of God and that through believing we might have life through his name. Maybe for you, maybe for you, God has brought difficulties in your life and he's brought them to bring you to a, a place where you're gonna surrender completely to him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never just, just called upon Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, and maybe you, you, you've done some religious works or, or, or maybe you've even said a prayer you know, once upon a time, but it, it hasn't been a true a true acknowledgement of, of calling on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And maybe God's speaking to you today about acknowledging him 
Not just, you know, with head knowledge, but with all of your heart, truly believing and calling upon Jesus to be your Savior. Because Jesus is Lord over all. And we see through his miracles that Jesus was proving who he claimed to be. That he was God. And that he has victory over the storm. He has victory over sin. And he has victory over death. Because Jesus would not just do these miracles. Jesus would, would, would raise himself from the dead. Proving that he was who he claimed to be. Maybe today you're, you're going through a really difficult storm. And just, it's hard to understand, God, why? Why would you allow that? God, do you love me? Do you, why are you allowing these things to happen? And it's so important that we understand we need to trust God's word over how we feel. That we need to put our confidence and our anchor not in our own wisdom, but in him. And know that he truly does care. And that he has a purpose in all of it. It's not meaningless. It's not random. It's not wasted. God has a purpose in it. But ultimately know that he's Lord over all. And if you've never trusted in Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've had some doubts and you've been, been, been hearing the gospel. Maybe you've been coming to Crosspoint for a little while. Or maybe you've just been, God's just been really speaking to you for a while, but you've never just personally, never just personally surrendered to him as your savior. Maybe today that's the day to call upon him, to just trust him, to put your faith in him. Maybe you're here and you're a believer. You're a follower of Christ. But you have no idea what God's doing in the chaos in your life right now. Rest assured, God has a purpose in it. And he cares. He cares for you. He cares for me. It's specific that he loves us and he knows what we're going through. And he's going to accomplish his will through all of it.